up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Abby. Welcome. Happy October. Happy October. Wait, it is not October. It sure is. That's weird. I know. I feel like September went by so much faster than August Like, did. ridiculously fast. Like, August is like, it hits August. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's like, it's August. Summer's, summer's almost over. But then I feel like it kind of drags. Not in a bad way. Like, I appreciate the dragging of August. You appreciate August. the change in weather. But September is like, she's gone in a flash. She came. It's kind of crazy how quickly it, like, becomes fall. One day it's 80, and then all of a sudden it's, like, 56 and, like, crisp out Not going to lie, I was a little chilly on my walk from the parking garage tonight. I was chilly, too. I was like, shit, should I have brought, like, a parka? Do I have to go to my storage unit? I know. I'm feeling the same way, except <laughs> no storage unit. And, like, I was like, do I go to my parents' house and get all my, yeah. like, winter clothes? Yeah, I know. Because my closet only fits like one season at a time. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like half a season. Half a season. And the other half's in my car. It's humbling. <laughs> um, yes. This week is my birth week. These it are my so final days being 27. What do you have to reflect on as a 27-year-old who is about to... Who's about to turn their chapter. Turn their chapter. Well, so 27 is the first year of your late 20s. To me, your early 20s is 21, 22, 23. Okay. Your mid-20s is 24, 25, 26. Mm. And your late 20s is 27, 28, 29. Okay. But technically... I agree it? with you, I think. Right? Yeah. Because well, I think you... like 24, 25, 26 is very mid. <laughs> mid years. <vibes>. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Is. I do. It is. Um... It's just proportionate. Um, what, what was the question? <laughs> I don't know. But now I'm just thinking about how I'm thinking about the different eras. And it does make sense. I think life because your 20s are arguably the most transformative, transformative yes. years of your life. You're literally trying to figure out who you are, yes. what you want to do for what the rest your of your purpose life, is. what your purpose is. It's so true. And, and newsflash, you still don't know at the end of your 20s. Like, I'm still figuring it, it is out. It is an absolute trip. And it's crazy because I feel like... It's beautiful. The years of... Um, like, I think about, like, your childhood, right? Like, those childhood Ooh, years. Oh, way back. Well, I'm just thinking, like, anything from, honestly, like, when you can first form memories, like, I... I can remember back to when I was like three, four, five years old, all the way up to when you're like an early teenager. Those are like the formative years of your life. You know what I mean? Like that is when your like memories are formed, your ideas of like what marriage is and what relationships look like and things like that. Like that's all formed in As your child. childhood, mm -hmm. whether or not you're like conscious of it or not. And maybe there's some shit in there that we're not even aware of. But then I think I agree with you where like your 20s are transformative. Like that is a time in your life when you're no longer um, a child. You're not in your parents' house anymore. And you can then kind of transform your mind into like kind of what you want it to be moving forward, which is crazy. But I agree with you in that like you still don't have it fully figured out. Nope. Even when you get towards the end of it. <laughs> nope. I do think, when do you think was like the, oh shit, I don't know who I am and it's freaking me out age the most for you? Um, When I turned 25. That was the, okay. Yeah. I feel like that a lot that, of people can relate to that. A lot happened to me personally that year. I don't know if it's the age or the time of your life. Cause I feel like in your early twenties, again, 21, 22, 23, mm -hmm. 
it's okay to like not have your shit together. And it's still okay to not have your shit together now. Like, trust me, like I am nowhere near ready to Preach. buy a house, yep. settle down, have children. Like that's just not in my five year plan. Amen. If I'm being yeah, honest. no, I guess like it's just not. But in your early twenties, like it's okay to like be a hot mess. When you hit your mid twenties, it's like Okay, like we need to like start getting serious and like take our career seriously. Pressure's and on. We talked the about it. On, yeah. Like even people who are in relationships, they they often will break up mm-hmm. when they hit like twenty five, twenty six, because things become so real. Yep. That it's like, oh, if I'm not dating this person to marry, like, what's the point? Yeah. And it's like things get real. You literally, you're dating to either marry or break up. It's honestly terrifying so, if you think so, about it. So true. Yeah, I think twenty five is. Definitely, like I think a lot of people can relate to that. For me, it was twenty four. Ooh, twenty five. I was just like depressed. Did I know you when you were twenty <laughs> four? Yeah, you did because that was twenty nineteen. Was that our first Miami trip together? That that, that first birthday was twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Okay, so so I didn't know before that when I was I was twenty four. I remember um, t- to your point, like when I was twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Every birthday, people would be like, oh my gosh, you're still so young. It's fine. You can be crazy. You can be wild. Like, whatever. You're 21. Like, nothing matters. Don't have your shit together. It's okay. Same when you're 22. You just graduated college. Oh my gosh. Like, you can do whatever you want. You don't even know who you are when you're 23. It's like, oh, you're just like getting started in your career. You're just starting to make some money, but you don't have to have it figured out. So I was so used to hearing that feedback. Like, it's okay. You're young. I'll never forget I was 24 years old and I got a table at the Grand with my girlfriends. I was single and we were like, we're going to have a good girls night for my birthday. And I was at this table and someone came up to me and they were like, how old are you turning? I was like 24. And it was some dude. He might've been like a promoter. I don't remember what he was. I think he worked at the Grand. And I remember he looked at me and he was like, oh shit. So like, this is the first year, like you're becoming a, a real grown up, huh? What? I don't know what came over him and like why. Because in this grand scheme of things, 24 was still really young. But I remember that was the first time that I felt pressure. Like up until that point, I was like, oh my gosh, young, 21, 22, 23, like crazy fun. And then when I heard someone be like, oh, so like you're like, you're like, that's like a real birthday. Like you're an adult now. Like you're growing up. And that's the first time I heard that. And it kind of freaked me out where all of a sudden I never had this. I mean, I had a lot of pressure and insecurities about and stress about a lot of other things, but that wasn't one that was on my radar until that moment that I was like, Oh shit, I'm not a kid anymore. Like I have to figure my shit out. And I felt like I put a lot of pressure on myself when I was 24 because of that. Okay. So 24 and 25 for us, I guess it makes sense. Like mid, yeah. Mid twenties. Wow. Where were we getting at? Oh, as a, what do you have to reflect on your 20? I was hoping you forgot your 27th (laughs) year. Um, anything big or was it just like a, like a good year? It's it's like, it doesn't have to be. I think it was a good year. I mean, the past year I moved into my first ever apartment with a boyfriend with mystery man. And it was a great year. I got a new, I didn't get a new job last year, but I I'm approaching two years now, so that's good. Everything's good on that front. I don't know. I just feel like it was it was a good year. I think you grew up a lot this year. Did I? Like in good way. Yeah. I think just I like came stability. to peace. I came at peace with things that were giving me a lot of turmoil yes. mentally. Yes. Like I feel like this was a like stability, peaceful 
time period for you. Yeah. Like obviously we all have our moments, but I do think it's like the new place. It's like a true home there. The job, like you're doing well. Like we have a good setup. I don't know. It's good. No complaints. No complaints. Just happy to have another life ahead or not life. Oh my God. Another year. Another year. <laughs> another year. More life. Ahead of me. Yes. Cheers to more life. I haven't seen you since Saturday, Saturday. but we had a day on Saturday and I just I think it's so funny that it Classic. always is just supposed to be brunch. Oh, so it's so funny because when we were leaving the apartment, Michael and I, I literally looked at him and I was like, I will not be bamboozled into some like crazy, like we're going to go out all day type thing. I, cause Michael and I, okay, rewind. We, me and Michael, were going to have a fall day. I was like, I want to go to like a cute fall dinner, just the two of us. Cause we like, he was gone for a few days and like we, we hadn't seen each other in a little while. So I was like, I want to go to dinner, just the two of us. And like a dessert, like get, grab a cocktail at Contessa after just the two of us. So we're going to go to Facha, then we're going to go to Contessa. And I have to specify for those listening, the two of us, because oftentimes Michael and I will like make plans and then we end up having like a bunch of people there. So I'm like, it will be the two of us. It is a date night. And he was like, good, confirmed. <laughs> but like our, our friend Caitlin just moved back to Boston. So we were like, okay, great. She's here. I hadn't seen her since she moved back. So we were going to grab. Oh, I didn't know that. That was your first right, time. Right. Because I didn't go to the party the weekend before. Oh, so like right, I was right, really right. excited to see Caitlin. And that's why I texted you guys on Friday. And she was like, let's do brunch. So I was like, okay, this is perfect. We'll like do brunch. Maybe we'll grab like a drink after. And then, you know, eventually Michael and I will go back. I'll do some cleaning. I'll do my makeup for dinner. Go to Facha, whatever. Didn't happen. No. And it's does. funny because mystery man said the same thing to you before you guys left where he was like, I don't want to stay out after brunch. I don't want to go. It was any actually me. You know, it was, it. So it was, it was both me. of us. I said, I said, I don't want this to be an all day, all night thing. I don't want to spend a shit ton of money. Like, like we don't have to go home after brunch, but like, let's not make this into a thing. We and both said it. And it's the funniest part is that when we're at brunch, you and I were both the ones who were like, so like, what should we <laughs> what do after we do this? Like we were even floating around like selfie. And meanwhile, our boyfriends are like, these women are insane. They you? literally just made us promise that they wouldn't <laughs> bring us out anywhere. Now they're the ones who are trying to convince everyone to go out. So needless to say, Michael and I canceled our dinner reservation with Faja. And then we canceled Contessa. Contessa. Did you get charged? I don't know if I got charged. I haven't checked. I just <laughs> Ignorance can't. is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. And we ended up just bouncing around. Which was so nice. So we actually went to a new restaurant in Seaport. It's called Boca Ria. And I don't want people to get it confused with... Barachito. Yes, there's two okay, new they do names. sound like annoyingly similar. They I are. keep messing it they up. They are. Like every time I tell someone, oh, I went to Boca Ria, and they're like, oh, the speakeasy. And I'm like, no. It's right next to it. It has the same name. Yeah, <laughs> literally. But not affiliated. Um, But it is a tapas restaurant that they have a bunch of locations in New York City. I don't know where else. Um, But it's like similar to Barcelona if you've been there. Like okay. just tapas, small plates, whatever. And they just opened like two weeks ago. So I was honestly not expecting much. I think like when a new restaurant opens, you have to give them grace with like yes, service always. and stuff. But I was honestly pleasantly surprised. Like Me too. I loved every single 
food item that we got. I liked my meal. I liked the patatas bravas. Like so good. I honestly think that they might have been better than Barcelona's. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been there, but really good. Highly recommend it. Um, I got some like gin cucumber drink that was really good. I don't remember what it's called. They all have like cute names for their drinks, and the inside is just beautiful. It was stunning. It's funny because I've seen this place under construction. Like I all I could see was like the front door because it's right near my apartment. Right. I had this weird idea that it was going to be kind of like a grab and go, like casual Mexican place that you could just kind of go in, grab like a taco and leave Mm -hmm. because it doesn't look like it's going to be much from the outside. And then Michael kept being like, I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it. I was like, "Eh, like, I don't want it. It's across from like the Trader Joe's and Seaport. Yes, exactly. So it kind of just, it's like in in an exposed brick building. Like you can't really tell what's going on in there Mm -hmm. from the outside. So I didn't really think it was going to be much. And you walk in, it was huge. And it was so nicely decorated. They did such Very a good job. Nice. Very Huge like bar. city restaurant, but I don't even know how it's like if, if you were to go out to like get dinner after work in New York City, like I feel like that's the type of place that you when go I to. That think, was the vibe. When I think of it, I think of like sexy and sleek and yes. dark and just like yes. just a vibe. Agreed. And it was good for brunch, but I actually think it would be even better for dinner. Like it's a good after work dinner spot for I sure. Agree. So I highly recommend. Definitely want to go back. Me too. And then we went to committee just for a quick drink. And then we um went, went to, Real, to House. Real House in Seaport. Yes. Um spent some time there. The boys watched the Texas game. So yeah. we parked it. We parked it. And then I think my favorite part, though, is we ended up going back to our apartment. We were, like, thinking about going to the casino, which I'm, like, glad we didn't do that. Mystique. That would have just been a force. We were going to go to Mystique. We were going to go to the casino. The boys were talking about gambling. It was just – it a wouldn't lot. have been – It was a long It day. wouldn't have been the move. So went back to our apartment, and it was just nice. We, we had some drinks. We put some records on. Our good friends, um, Brad and Catherine, they were celebrating their anniversary. They came by, and it was just, like, a good – Like, I love those nights when it's, like, it's raining out. You're there with, like, all your best friends Mm -hmm. and in bed by midnight. Perfect. Like, chef's kiss. Yeah. It was a good good day. Yes. Good day. Good night. And I haven't seen you since. So what's new? (laughs) Not much. What else did you do? You baked. I baked on Sunday. What did you bake? Okay, guys. I found a recipe. And if anyone wants it, um, DM me and I will send it to you. Send it to me. Apple cider whoopie pies. Oh, wow. I think I posted it on my story. Oh, I, I did see that. It looked phenomenal. It sounds weird because I know I spend like, you know, 98% of the time on this podcast talking about how I, I don't like to cook and like I, you know, not great with <laughs> my personal life. However, I do love to bake. I feel like it was something I like kind of picked up during like, um, when I was 24, because I was having a lot of anxiety at work and I'd come out of work feeling stressed, feeling like a failure sometimes. And in my mind, I was like, I'm going to bake something. And I think it was like a psychological thing where like I could accomplish something. Like I got home from work and I yeah. like would bake up some cookies and people liked them. And I was like, this Aww. feels good. Anyways, I developed like it became like a comfort thing to me to like physically bake. And I haven't done it in so long. So I feel like you're either a baker or a cook. A cook. I completely you can't agree. Be both. Yeah, Michael's a cook and I like to bake. Oh my so. god, I'm neither. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like I bake all the time. But in my head, I was like, okay, so Michael's cousin was having some family over, and I was like, I just want to make like a cute fall recipe. And he found this. Guys, it is insanely good. Like it's picture like apple cider donuts, but it's a whoopie pie. So inside of 
like it's apple cider that you use to make like the kind of like whoopie pie cookie things. And then the inside it's like bourbon buttercream filling. Oh my God. Drizzled with like this bourbon caramel, like homemade. It was insane. Like my, okay. So Michael's sister, Samantha is, she's a great baker. She's an amazing baker. Like yeah. she like off chef's kiss. She's so good. And she was like, she liked them. She's like, oh my gosh, this Aww. is so good. Um, so approval. I felt validated. And it wasn't me. It was just truly the recipe. Like, um, so no, if anyone wants you it. You could definitely mess it up. I, yeah, I, I guess I guess you could credit. mess it up. But truly, 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 if anyone is looking to make something fun for like Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, anything coming That's up, like idea. I can send you guys the recipe. I would love that. How about you? I, um, I watched Barbie. Yeah. Wait, I wanted to watch that with you. Oh, I'm sorry. I, didn't I was like know. kind of like offended that you, <laughs> but then it hit me that like I never actually like asked you. Yeah, you know. How how did you like it? Um, so you can come over anytime and watch it because I bought it for thirty dollars on iTunes. Wow, what an investment! So it was either it's gonna like grow over time now. Like <laughs> totally. make, you're gonna make money off of that. Well, I can if I charge people to come over. Five dollars, come oh. over. Okay. I'll give you a discount. Five dollars, a friendship fee. <laughs> um, it was twenty five dollars to rent it, so I was like screw it like five dollars more i'll just buy it yeah whatever. Agreed. um i thought it was super cute okay i don't know what all the hype was about no not the hype i just oh. feel like it was like a not a controversial movie but like people like just had a lot of opinion opinions on it and like i just remember like um like kfc barstool podcast like they were like giving like people like girls at podcast shit for it like whatever I, it doesn't matter but i thought it was fine um ryan gosling and margot robbie were phenomenal like i i thought it was cute i didn't love like the ending part i thought that it kind of just like ended so quickly like the whole plot is that they are trying to take down ken's mm. like the ken's are trying to take over barbie land and the Barbies like have to like take it back or whatever. I don't know. I wish there was more real world because it's like Barbie world versus real world. Okay. It was fine. I wouldn't watch it again. I don't think I need to. I would watch it again with you. Okay. For the vibes. Just interesting. I think that asked, people yeah. read so much into this movie because these days people read into everything and it's like yeah. everything has a like double meaning, which it kind of does. But sometimes I think people went so down the rabbit hole about it where it yeah. was like, they were just taking all this crazy meaning from everything. And it's like, what if it's a movie and there's an agenda behind everything, but also like you don't have to go with the agenda behind everything. Like I didn't think it was like the whole controversy was like, it's like super feminist. It's like, and I didn't think it was like that in your face. Like, yes, there was an aspect to it, but it wasn't as aggressive as people are making it seem. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's been many movies that were made like this in like the 90s and no one would have blinked an eye. Yeah. But it's like just the way that people are these days. Like there's always Even something Mystery to Man say. giggled a few times throughout the movie. Okay, good. So he giggled a few times. He giggled. Yeah. I love that. So you watched the Barbie movie. Yeah. I was left home alone for a day total and <laughs> literally I 24 cut, hours. cut bangs and colored my hair unsupervised so that's that. i literally remember sitting down at bocaria and looking across from me at the table and i was like hmm something's different about shannon but i can't put my finger on it dude i don't know what i was sitting at my kitchen table working or no i don't even know what i was doing and it was like friday night and i was staying in michael was gone bianca was gone 
And I just like looked at my face and I was like, I just feel like I want some bangs. I don't know why. And I literally just grabbed the kitchen scissors, like dull kitchen scissors. Didn't like separate it well, like didn't do any of the things you're supposed to do and just grabbed like a chunk of like the front of my hair and just cut across. And I was like, well, there we have it. And then the next day I was like, I kind of want to color my hair. And that was mostly because my grades were coming in. So I just did that and got black hair dye literally everywhere. But Box it's okay. dying is Moral crazy. of the story, don't leave me alone for unsupervised for more than like five hours because like weird shit could happen. I also ordered an espresso machine to be delivered to the office. What? I like just decided that I don't like the coffee in my office. So I Shannon, ordered it. What? <laughs> I don't like know. To put it at your I'm desk? like just, I'm going through it. I just was Where at work and I was like, it? ugh, like I was, I wasn't feeling well. Like on Monday, it was like a dreary day. I was tired and I was like, I can't stand the coffee here. I'm spending all this money on getting coffee out. I don't know what to do. Order, like actually Michael did it for me. Ordered an espresso to be delivered to the office. Like a full on Nespresso machine. It comes in today and everyone's like, what, what the heck? I'm like setting it up physically at my desk. So I have a full on Nespresso machine and I'm just waiting to get in trouble. But I'm so happy. It's so good. I think I'm just losing it. It's fine. Let's do drunk tweets. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. So last week we touched on Alex Earl's cameo on the Alex Cooper Call Her Daddy yes, podcast. Yes, I know. It's like tough There's with too the two Alexes. Alexes. I know. Um, and I said that I was going to wait to see Alex's first episode, her first podcast, Hot Mess. To see if there was going to be more tea. To see if there was going to be tea about Braxton. And did you listen? <laughs> no. Okay. No, but I did, um, I did watch some like the highlights and stuff okay. on TikTok. Okay. So here's what I'll say. I would never judge or shit on someone's first podcast I was going to say, you have to give people grace with their very first Yes, podcast. Was it solo? It, no. Okay. Well, there's... Okay, so it was solo some parts and then majority with her friends. So the first 15 minutes of the episode, she is talking about Braxton. And she... And let me circle back. It sounded not like scripted because she wasn't like I could see her, but but it sounded rehearsed. Oh, a it lot. definitely was. And I'm not going to pretend like our first episode, we weren't reading word for word off of our outline, like yeah. reading every single sentence. Like, it was so I'm, I'm not even going to come for that. But as someone who does podcasts, I could tell that it was very, scripted. very rehearsed and scripted. Right. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. Um, the first 15 minutes were about Braxton. She did not divulge anything other okay. than basically told the story about how they met at the party and what their first date was, but she did not give like any tea. She, I remember she said, PSA ladies, if you're going on a helicopter ride, like slick back your hair. And I'm like, yeah, super relatable. We're all yeah. going on helicopter. Thank dates. you for Thank the you advice. So like the next first date that we're all on, we'll make yeah. sure to slick back that hair. Yep. Um, Something she did say when she did address whether or not like Sophia was still in the picture, she said that they were both, meaning Alex and Braxton, were both tying up loose ends. Mm. Her ex wanted to make things work. Wait, she Tyler did, not, did? Yeah, allegedly. That's what she said. Yeah. But she was very much single. Like, yeah. But I mean, so, maybe he thought there was a But like, I think the difference in her situation and Braxton's yeah. situation is that. Like Alex had like a very public breakup in the fall. 
Right. And like maybe like her and her ex were kind of talking and maybe he was trying to rekindle, but they were broken up versus Braxton yeah. was like physically in a like serious relationship up until I would think like right around New Year's. I think it was like the last like serious post I saw the two of them. Right. So when she said that, it kind of made me do a double take like, wait, so are you admitting that both exes were still in the picture at the time of yeah. your first date with Braxton? I don't think that, you know, she was telling Tyler like, yeah, we're going to get back together. We're going to make this work. And this is why, like, I give Braxton more shit than Alex is because if you see Sophia's screenshots that she posted, he literally said, I still want to be with you. Okay. Yeah. I I was going to say tying up, like, loose ends is one thing. If you're but he said in the text, he's like, no, hope. she's like, do you not want to make it work? And he was like, no, of course I do. Or like something. I remember yeah. seeing something like that in the text message exchange. Yep. I don't know. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, I get it. Like men just like say shit because they, they can't confront the truth. He like, I don't know what, like all we have to go off of is like those screenshots. I don't know what actually happened. Maybe they right. like had broken up and like tried getting back together. Maybe he was acting weird and distant and he was kind of like, I need some space. And then she didn't know. Like, I don't know what the vibe mm -hmm. was, but like what I do know is that, Alex says on Alex Cooper's podcast, she's like, you know, I know she was talking about the whole, like, you know, the thought of me being the other woman is like, you know, obviously tra like traumatic to even think about because of what I went through as a child. And like, I couldn't picture anyone else thinking of me as being that person after I endured that, et cetera. Um, and then she says, you know, very well, like I went for those, like I went for receipts. Like she was mm -hmm. like, I was probably crazier about it than Sophia and was. She because didn't she glossed right over that. Like, I, like she said she went for the receipts. I would have liked to hear more from her, like what, what that conversation looked like. I know. Like. And I do think there's an element of like, there, there reaches a point where it's like, okay, maybe there are some things that are like between the people. Yeah. But like, to your point, I think that there's probably something there. I think it's probably a combination of him not being into Sophia anymore, meeting this new girl, wanting it to work, probably either telling Sophia he needed space or acting distant, or maybe they kind of broke up and were trying to make it work again. Alex being, to be honest, like I, I actually don't think she's a bad person. No. I don't think she's a homewrecker, but meeting this guy who's probably like, oh, I'm getting out of a relationship and her being a little naive too. And just kind of being like, all right, she's 22 years old. You know, she's a naive girl. She has this athlete who has like a, you know, relatively like famous girlfriend and She's probably a little bit like, okay, well, he was getting out of this relationship, but he was honest with me. I don't know. Yeah. We've all been there. Like, I, I mean, I guess we have not been there, but like, I understand right. why she could be a little bit like blinded by the whole like, well, you know, ignorance. We is were getting out. We were tying up loose ends, and like that might make sense to her. And she's yeah. also saying that they're like not dating. She's I, like, we're just like, you know, together, but we're not dating. She's going to die on that hill. He literally just hard launched her on his I Instagram. No, and I'm like, really. Really? She's like, we're just friends. Which is I'm like, so I, get, I get like, that's it. brand. It's a marketing, right? She's like, yeah. she posts like the just friends thing. And it's like them kissing and stuff. Yeah. But it's like, he, but he it's just. on her feed, is right? it? Right. He just posted Maybe her no. on his actual Instagram account, like hugging her after like the big win of the Dolphins game. Yeah. Like that, that is not, there's nothing more official than that. Yep. In my mind. Mm -hmm. And she said that the only thing like, 
amongst all the internet drama, like people making accusations and jumping to conclusions, myself included. Um, she said the one thing that she could see where it was confusing was the whole Epsys thing. And she said she didn't realize that going together and doing the red carpet together was going to be such a big statement. And to that, I call bullshit. She has an entire PR team. I'm sure they knew. And I'm sure they warned her. Like, if you do this, like, that's fine. Do it. It's your life. But this is what people are going to be thinking. There's no way that her team didn't warn her. That Part of me kind of like likes the fact that she is honestly pretty relatable. Like everything she's doing, I totally get it. Like it makes sense. Like you're young, you're in like you, you're swept away and you're doing things and it might not make sense. But there's another part of me that's like, is her team making her so relatable? And like, that's why people like her. I don't know. I it's interesting. No I'll idea. be curious to know. I do think that like what you said podcasts in the beginning it's gonna be rehearsed it's gonna be staged i do think like maybe checking in in like a few episodes and like seeing how it is yeah i didn't love like i really just tuned in for the braxton tea i really didn't love the rest of the episode with her friends um i thought some of it was cute but like it just went on like hearing stories about like her friend was the school mascot i thought that went on for way too long i don't care about your friend being the school mascot i just don't yeah um i think it's easier when you first start a podcast to like try to make it about other people too to take the pressure off. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. I was just like bored. But um Okay. I'm still gonna tune in every Thursday. You <laughs> bet your bottom dollar. Okay. Uh speaking, we have a happy customer. Yeah. See if you want to call it that. Speaking of podcasts, um just a quick tidbit. Tom Sandoval just announced that he's launching his own podcast. Oh, okay. It's gonna be called Everybody Loves Tom. I kinda love that. I love the title because it's just so absolutely not true. Yeah. And he knows it and he's just playing on that. I do like a villain as much as I know he's a shitty person. It's kind of funny when someone knows that they're the villain and they like play on that. I do somewhat respect it, even if I don't respect them. Yep. (laughs) So by the time this episode is out, his first episode will have already dropped. So we'll see if I can get through the entire episode. I don't know what he's going to talk about. Um, yeah, he's the solo Somebody, host. I, I don't know if I need to like hear him talk. I know. I just feel like I don't know. I look at him and I just get like angry looking okay. at him. So I'm like, I, I don't know if I can listen to like an hour of his voice. Um, but like even his promo, like he was shirtless in his promo. Okay. And I'm like, you're such a tool. Yeah, there's just like no need for that. Ugh, whatever. Okay, moving on to the Kardashians. Ooh, it's been a minute since we've talked about it them. It has been a minute. Um, the Kardashians and Barker family did a little oopsies um, recently on Instagram. So basically, they just celebrated their baby shower. It was so cute. It was like Disney Disney themed. They had like Mickey Mouse's everywhere, whatever. And they had a wishing tree where you could like write a note to the baby. Like, I don't know, well wishes in your life. Like, you're set for life. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, like, Um, well wishes also, like, here's, like, millions of dollars. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) Um, But someone might have accidentally... Okay, I shouldn't say someone. There are no accidents in the Kardashian family. True. Basically, Courtney posted a photo dump from the baby shower. And in the photo dump was a photo of the wishing tree. And I'm not kidding. When I saw this, like, you have to screenshot this photo and zoom in to even read this. People, People are crazy. are, like, some of the stuff that they notice, I'm like, how did you? I know. It's insane. So, basically, they think they found out the name of 
their baby boy, which is Rocky. Okay. Because they thought it was written on the wishing tree. Yeah, so, I mean, if you... I I did look at it, obviously. Um, It says, may baby Rocky have the most... And this is my interpretation. May baby Rocky have the most blank life filled with blank happiness, blank and blank. And then it's signed lots of love. And then I couldn't read the rest. Um, But it was like pretty obvious that it said Rocky. Hmm. So Courtney deleted that, which I thought was interesting. Like, you know how now Instagram is like coming in clutch. You can delete a single photo. Yes, which I love. I know. It's so amazing. She um, deleted it. So. I don't know. That might mean something. It might. And someone on Twitter, like obviously everyone's tweeting about it. Someone tweeted, honestly, Rocky is deaf a cute name. I'm here for Rocky Barker. And Travis liked the tweet. Mm, Okay. So it's probably Rocky Barker. And then in in a podcast interview, I think it was some interview Travis did. He said he likes the name Rocky 13. I forget like the relevance to that, like where it came from. Okay. I think it's like a band member, maybe. I don't know. So I don't know. Time will tell. Does does Kylie's baby have a name yet? Does does this child have a name? Like he's like a child at this point, like a toddler. The second she, one because he was Wolf, right? And then oh, all of a sudden he like she was like just Airy. kidding. We just oh, air 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 Okay, that's a i r e. Okay, good. Uh, for a second, I was like, did she never name him? I forgot that she did end up <laughs> naming him. I was like, it's a little like not sick. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean the the Courtney Travis situation. Obviously, there's so many opinions, which there's gonna be with any Kardashian relationship. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say, though, is regardless if people th- are fans of Courtney and Travis or if they think maybe deep down they're, they're not right or she changed her personality too much for him or maybe they make out too much, which I agree with. Um, <laughs> I, I think the cool thing to look at is like, at least from Courtney's perspective, like her story is like, it's like, look how look how far she's come. Like, in just a few years. From Scott. I just think it's crazy that, like, only a few years ago, she was, like, in this, like, crazy relationship. And, like, obviously, like, I love Scott in, in a sense. But it's, like, it was toxic. And, like, she never thought that she was going to get married. She definitely didn't think, or at least I don't think she thought she was going to have another baby. Like, and now here she is. Like, she's married. She's having a baby. It's, like, she has this whole family. It's just, like crazy to think about like she's come so far like so much has happened in the past few years with her she's in her 40s i feel like if you told her five years i don't know how long they've been together five years ten years ago that she yeah that she's gonna have a new chapter of her life with the love of her life like i think she would have laughed in your face and be like no like i'm just gonna be the the cool mom, the rich, the rich aunt to all my nieces and nephews. Yeah. And like, I'm going to kind of maybe keep dating Scott. Maybe not like maybe, I don't know. Like I just, it just goes to show that like so much can change. And like, if you're listening to this right now and you're like single and stressed about it, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like even if you're in your late twenties, it can still happen for you later in life. Most of the world's, million and billionaires don't become rich until later in life i remember reading that yeah who was it that said um it was mark cuban 
Mm-hmm. He always talks about, I think he was like 29 or 30 years old. And he's like, I remember going to an ATM and staring at a $0 balance. And it was like, he wasn't that young. It was like 28, 29, like 30, something like that. And it's just crazy to think about this man who's like one of the most yeah. successful people out there. And it didn't, like the success didn't come his way until like a little bit later. And I think a lot of times we think about the, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's of the world too, like made it big when they were young. Also stole other people's ideas and like are kind of a piece of shit. But um, I think- Sometimes you have to hit rock bottom. It's true. Um, Life's a climb, but the view's great. It's true. It's so, no, it's accurate. And I think even for ourselves, like we compare ourselves to people who, you know, they're our age and they're married and they have a house and they have maybe they have kids and sometimes in my head I'm like oh shit like I'm not doing all the things like I'm not hitting like the benchmarks I thought I was gonna hit when I was younger and like it's normal to have panic it's normal to freak out but I think it's cool because everyone has like their own story you know like I don't I am a different person than someone else's and that's okay like things are gonna happen for me at different times and that's okay and you never know. And I think with Courtney, it's like, yeah, she's, you're right. She probably wouldn't have thought she'd be doing all this, like even mm-hmm. five years ago, but here she is. And I think that's like, regardless of what you think about her or Travis, I think that's really cool. There's no, it's never a time where you should like give up or be like, well, this is as good as it's going to get as might as well settle. It's like things could be coming your way at any point. Yeah, that's a good point. Like five years ago, like I wasn't even the person I am today. We are constantly changing and evolving. Yes. And sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. In this case for Courtney, it's for the better. She seems super happy. And a lot of people shit on her for like doing a complete 180 and like how she dresses and how she acts. And like, she's like this punk rock girl now. Cause like Travis is the best drummer in the world. But as long as she's happy, I don't think anyone has the room to like judge her life, because that's her journey, her path. Yes. And I, she's gone through hell to get there. It's true. Surely. And I'm sure she, so, she still struggles with, I mean, I know she still struggles with things because she's a human, but maybe the struggles she has now are different than the ones she had back then, and maybe she's happier, and that's okay. It is, it is interesting, though, to think about. I think we were talking a little bit earlier in this episode about your 20s and the pressure you put on yourself and stuff, and I think that pressure really does kick in right around your mid twenties, maybe for some people it's earlier. Like I, I know I've talked to some friends who were like, Oh no, I felt the pressure when I was like 21, 22. And it's different for everyone when it kicks in. But I do know that I felt this overwhelming feeling when I was 24, where I was like, I want to find like my purpose in life. Like I want to feel like I'm doing something that matters. I want to feel like I'm impactful. I want to feel like I'm in the right career. I want to be this person. I want to be smart. I want to have a good job. I want to feel like I can like be there for people. I want to be genuine. I want to be kind at all these goals. And I don't know if you ever get like this, but like, I feel like because I have goals and like aspirations and things that I want, and because I'm not the person that I want to be yet, sometimes I feel myself getting really, really like down on myself and hard on myself when I don't live up to the person that I want to be, you know? Like you put yourself on such a high pedestal. Well, not even that I put myself on a pedestal. It's more like, oh, I really hope that someday I can be this type of person or that type of person. And when I feel like I'm not, it's like I get really down on myself. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just not, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm like, hey, like I really want 
this thing for my career or I really want to be this type of a person. I really want to, you know, get this promotion or I want to feel like I can give really good advice. I want to be positive. I want to be kind to people. I want to go out there and just be like this uplifting, positive person. And then I feel like maybe for a few days I'm like doing that and I'm like, okay, I'm like, you know, I'm making some strides and I'm feeling better and I'm feeling happy. And then, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm just in a bad mood and I wake up, it's like completely just like bad mood, tired, cranky, agitated, not the person that I want to be at all. And I feel like in those moments, it's like so easy for me just to get so down on myself and be like, you know what, this isn't working. And why don't I just give up? Like, clearly it's just not working out. Clearly I'm not making any progress. And I feel like this past year, I've really tried to like focus on my mental health and, you know, work on like what's on the inside as opposed to like, I feel like before that I was really focusing on like what's on the outside. And sometimes I have days where I'm like, this isn't working. Like I should, like, what's the point? Like, maybe I'm just like a shitty person. Maybe I'm just like not going to be the person I want to be. And I remember the other night I was having one of those moments where I was just feeling like, I was like, wow, I was just out of it today. I don't really feel like I was there for people. I don't really think I was like thinking of others as as much as I should be. I don't really feel like I had a great day at work. I was just kind of like floating through the air. Like what's, what's the point? And I sat down that night to journal because I'm trying to do that like for a year now. I'm like, all right, I'm going to journal. And I don't know what came over me, but I was just, as I was journaling and just kind of like going, like working out some of my thoughts and like feeling a little blah, like whatever, a little down on myself. I had this moment where I was like, wait, why don't I, like, I just want to go back and read the beginning of the journal. So I bought this a year ago and I just went back to the first page and I was reading it and it was crazy. Like the things I was dealing with a year ago, I was like reading the thoughts of someone who was just like extremely unhappy, agitated, like self-indulgent, just like not in a good spot. Not that I'm like, oh, every day today is perfect, but I was reading it. And I think the first thing that like really struck me was like how far I've come since then a year ago. And I didn't really realize it because I feel like in the day to day, like I compare myself so much to like, well, I didn't really, compared to yesterday, I didn't really have a good day. But like compared to a year ago, I was like, dang, like I really am making progress. And sometimes it's hard to see that. Yeah, I I do not journal. I've always wanted to be the type of person that does, but I feel like I have never been the type of person that can like translate my thoughts and feelings onto paper. Yeah. So like, what do you, generally curious, like how do you like start journaling? Like, what do you write? Like, how do you physically start? Like, what's the first thing? Hi, today is today's date. <laughs> um, and I feel like shit about myself. Like, <laughs> what, like, what exactly? I know that they make, like, journals where, like, they have, like, prompts. The five-minute meditation. Yeah, there's yeah. some that have prompts. Like, do you have just a blank journal? Or yeah. do you have, like, one of those prompt things? Because, like, I don't know how to, like, get into journaling. Like, journaling for dummies. Journaling for beginners. Like... Yeah, because I I agree. It would be nice to have physical proof of your progress. But like, I'm just like going based off of memory and like, you know me, my memory shit. So first off, I think the journaling is just an example. Like, I don't think it needs to be journaling. I think that was just my personal experience was going back in my journal and literally seeing like, oh shit, like my mental 
health actually has improved this past year. And like, I can kind of see it through my entries. I don't even think it has to be journaling though. I think it can literally just be like memories. Honestly, sometimes going back in your camera roll, like looking at pictures of yourself from a year ago and the shit that you were doing and being like, wow, like I'm, I'm drinking way less now. I'm going out way less now. I'm like, I feel like I'm doing different things. I feel like my, you know, apartment is cleaner. It could be like the smallest things that you can kind of look back on and be like, wow, there's been growth. But I guess to answer your question about journaling for people who are curious. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. I'm not like a journaling, like I was never a journaling girly. You know mm -hmm. me, like I'm, that's not me, right? Um, I do think that I really struggled with being alone with my thoughts, which I've talked yeah. about before, like just trying to stay busy, either listening to music or podcasts or being with people or sleeping. <laughs> I never really felt like I had time to really absorb what was going through my head. So I think it started off with me really just wanting to know like, all right, let me just get things down on paper so I can kind of even like be aware of like what's going on in my head. Um, that's really where it started. And it kind of just grew from there. Um, to be completely honest, like my journal, like I, um, like I'm, like I'm a Christian. So a lot of my journaling might be like prayers and stuff like that. And like journaling and, you know, asking God for things, like whatever that might look like for me, I get that that's not gonna be the journey for everyone. And honestly, a year ago, that wasn't my journaling either. It was really just me being like, you know, I, I would write at the top, like things I'm struggling with today things I want to get accomplished today, like things I'm struck, like things that I'm hoping I can do. Um, sometimes I would try to write like it from a positive perspective, like in two weeks, this is like what I'm hoping to accomplish. It could be anything, right? Um, and I think you can kind of make it your own, which is the cool part about it. But I think the coolest thing is like over the past year, like I started off not really knowing what I wanted to do. And it was very much like, ugh, like I, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to be like this anymore. I don't want to look like this anymore. And as the time has gone on, I think it's become a lot more positive, just like kind of naturally, if that makes sense. It does. I feel like me just thinking of an example of getting down my getting down on myself. I feel like it's no secret that I feel like everyone that's close to me knows that like I don't do well with change like okay. in any aspect. Like I do not adjust well to change. Anytime I move somewhere new, I cry, whatever. Yeah. I'm an easy cry. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, but Mr. Man knows this about me and it could be like the smallest thing that could like set me off and I'm like, oh my God, there's something in my brain that's like, this is different. We hate it. And mm -hmm. so- our, I hope my landlord isn't listening. Our towel <laughs> rack in our bathroom broke. And so we like couldn't use it for a few days while Mr. Man went to Home Depot and got like supplies to like fix it or whatever. So it was completely off the wall. And so he did whatever, whatever you have to do to fix it. And I come home from work the other day and it's fixed. And I walk into the bathroom and I immediately start spiraling because it was not in the same place as last time. Like it was like probably like half an inch over. Oh my god! But I noticed the smallest things. And normally this would not not be a big deal, but it would just be like, oh, there goes Abby again, like just yeah. spiraling over change. But what upset me and what I was, the reason why I was disappointed in myself is because literally the day prior, Mr. Man and I had a conversation about it and how 
I wanted to be better about that yeah. and just like make more of an effort. And then like the next opportunity I had, I just went out the window and I was like, what the hell, Abby? Like, what is wrong with you? Yes. But like, okay. You know, what's so cool about the story you just told what? a year ago, Abby, I don't even think you would have been aware that that's something you want to change. Yeah. Like the fact that you're even now saying, and that's like kind of the cool thing about like even that this whole topic that I think is really interesting is a year ago, maybe you would have spiraled about something and been like, well, this is just how I am. I'm not going to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now you're like literally saying, well, no, I want to change. And then you, you didn't do what you wanted to do, but now you're sitting here being like, "Ugh, like I, I wish that I had done X. I wish I had done this instead. So maybe the next time you'll do that thing that you want to do instead. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the beauty of it is like, and that's what I like realized through like, you know, looking back at my journal or like looking at pictures of myself from three years ago or like looking at our old vlogs, like whatever it is, it's like growth isn't linear. It's, it's not like I decided today I'm going to start being better at X and you know, in four weeks I'm perfect. It's going to be like up and down, but like as long as like over time, like there's some sort of growth being made, that's what's important. Like I think you taking the step to be like, you know what? I want to change this thing. Like, I don't like that. I react this way to the situation. I'm going to change it. Doesn't mean that it's going to change overnight, mm -hmm. but it, but the fact that you want to change it, yeah. the fact that you're going to put the effort in, like eventually it will change. And I think we have to believe that like <laughs> sometimes, I don't know if you get like this, but in my head, I'm like, well, I've been like this for 27, 28 years. Like it's not changing. Well, then it won't because I, I think yeah, that it's a toxic mindset. If you believe that you can, then you will, but it's just not always going to go the exact way that you want it to. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it like that. I feel like becoming self-aware of my own insecurities, my own like problems, whatever has come later in life for sure. I definitely would like play victim in the past and be like, nope, this is just who I am, whatever. And just be like, accept it or not. I don't care. Love me or not. I don't care. But now I'm like, no, like I'm better than this. I can be better than this and I will be better than this. I don't know how. I don't know when, <laughs> but we're going to get there. And I think practice makes progress. Not yes. practice makes perfect, but practice makes progress. And it's just like even the littlest of things. Like I literally was so mad at myself. Mr. Man went into the shower because he was like, I'm not even going to deal with me. Um, the door is closed and I'm like waiting on the other side, just crying, waiting for him to come out to apologize to be like, I'm sorry. Like I shouldn't have like said anything. Like you did a great job. Yeah. But, um, and you're gonna have off days and you're going to have days where you like mess up, but yeah. it's the cool thing about it. I think is that you're going to have a day too, where you wake up and you don't remember the last time you reacted like that. And you're going to be like, wait a second. But do you think there'll be a day when like I literally am not bothered by it or it's just I'm bothered by it, but I don't say or act on it? No, I think that you can change if you believe that you can change. Like I 100%. really, I really truly do. Like I do. And maybe like there's a, maybe a part of you that will like remember it or be like, ugh, like it kind of annoys me that it's a half an inch off, but it doesn't have to like consume you anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because really what it is is like, not to speak for you or from like your mindset, but yeah. I know for myself when I react like weirdly to things that like aren't a big deal, it's like I'm, there's some sort of like trauma like in there that's causing me to feel unsafe. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's what my therapist told me, like the, the passport thing when I was having a panic attack. Yeah. She's like, it's a passport. Like, why are you, why are you that upset about it? Why was it like debilitating for you? 
And she's like, you reacted that way because like there's part of you that like had a reaction to this thing where like maybe you feel out of control. Maybe you feel like you messed something up. But whatever it is, is like you're having like a reaction where it's like there's some trauma in there and there's some reason why you don't feel safe. You don't feel secure. So you're panicking. Yeah. You know, and that's really what it is. It's not the physical passport you're spiraling over. Yes. It's it's the situation. Yeah, like it's it's making there. me remember. It's like something like my memory is like attaching to like my like current thought life. I can't separate it. I'm reacting to some sort of like trauma, like some, there, some reason why I like believe that messing something small like that up, I feel out of control. I feel like I'm going to die. I don't know why, but like I can eventually get past that. You know what I mean? And just like being aware of it and like working on it every single day. And I think the same thing. And I'm, again, I'm not to speak for not saying like you feel like you're going to die when sometimes, something like that happens. Sometimes but I like, I do think that like you can, you can overcome it. Yeah, I really do. And surrounding yourself with people that like aren't going to make you feel like shit about yourself or like, not have patience with you, I think is super helpful because sometimes Mr. Man has to like talk sense into me, which yeah. I'm super grateful for because he was like, Abby, like if I didn't even tell you, like let's say like there weren't any days in between this breaking and me fixing it, like you wouldn't have noticed if true if I didn't tell you if you didn't physically see it broken like you would have never known but like something in your like he just like understands he gets you and he gets it yeah. Thank God, because I can be a lot. And like, it does feel like the end of the world sometimes. But I just know that like, you know, the next time this happens, like I will be better. Yes. Which again is so much growth because I feel like you a few years ago might have been like, well, I tried to like be different and it didn't work. So like I'm down. It's just who I am. And people are just going to have to accept that, which is like such a lie. Right. Is we believe. All right. I failed once. So it's just things are never going to change for me. This is just who I am. It's never going to get better for me. And that is just such a deception. Sometimes you're going to have the best day where you feel like you made all this progress and you were like making strides, you know, towards like the mental health that you want being the person that you want. And other days you're going to feel like you went like two steps back. But I think we have to like literally pick ourselves back up and go into the next day and be like, all right, how can I be better? Like, how can I just keep getting better? And you said, there's no perfect. How do I keep getting better? I hate the fact that sometimes after a long day of work, I get home and my sister's talking to me and I'm just like, maybe I'll snap at her. Not in like a bad way, but I'm just like, I'll just say something that like comes off as like rude. And I'm like, why did I do that? And I'm like, I made so much progress. And we have this great relationship. Like, why am I, why am I being bitchy? I don't know why I did that, but instead of giving up, it's like, okay, let me just try to continue to be better and just try to like love people and stuff. Um, yeah. Don't let that one setback like ruin your growth. Exactly. So I think that's really important. And you know, you're not who you want to be yet. I'm not who I want to be yet. We're not like perfect. Part of me is like, cool like how boring would it be if you had it all figured out and we got everything you wanted in life when you were in your 20s like I think there's so much more life to live and there's so much more to grow but I think it's important to remember like how far you've come to be the person that you are today like look at who I was in college and as much as I'm like oh I love those were such fun memories and they really did form me in so many ways I'm like okay but I'm really thankful that I'm not that person anymore I was drinking way too much I didn't take care of myself, didn't take care of my health. I was sick all the time, eating like crap, 
didn't have good quality relationships, like didn't have as good of a relationship with my family members. I just wasn't, I wasn't like a, I'm not gonna say I was like a horrible person, but yeah. I wasn't like, if I stayed like that for the rest of my life, I wouldn't be very happy. Like I'm thankful I look back at that. And I'm like, I have made progress. Oh my God. Yeah. I was mean, jealous, insecure, <laughs> bitter, like all the things in college and probably part of high school, but yes, not, not, not today. Not today. You're a perfect little angel. Um, and I think the other thing on that too is it's good to have goals. I think it's really, really important to like have goals and like things that you want for yourself and to be motivated and everything like that. I think those are all positive things, but I also think that it's important to not let, you know, your goals and like what you want out of your life rob you from your present. And I know we've kind of talked about this, like mm -hmm. the, the present is literally a gift. So like there is beauty. Who is it? Was it Miley Cyrus? I said like, it's the climb. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Like, don't let like what you want out of your life, like rob you of like where you are in the here and now, because I really think some of the best times of your life or when you're just trying to figure shit out with your friends in your twenties in the city, you don't, you don't have it figured out. You don't know who you want to be. You don't know what your you know dream job is yet. And like, sometimes it feels like the older you get, the less, you know, but like, there's something I think special about that too. And I think you just have to like live in the moment and just continue to like be be better every day and that's it. Got to get through the the rainstorm to get to the rainbow. It's true. Like I think it's so easy to think, well, when when I get this promotion, I'll be happy. When I get into a relationship, I'll be happy. When I get married, I'll be happy. When I have kids, I'll be happy and like you're looking to tie your happiness to another person or to an experience or to a job title those things aren't going to make you happy. Like happiness is a true choice. Like you can be happy in any moment in any situation that you're in in life. So I think it's really important. Like I've made that mistake before believing that like once I got X, I would be happy and it never worked out. <laughs> you're always looking for the next thing. Exactly. Well, baddies, that's all we have for you this week. That's all we have. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wanted to shout out our baddie of the week, Michaela, for yes. saying the nicest things to us. I'm not going to put her last name on blast, but you know who you are if you made it to the end of this episode. We love you. Thank you for the if support. If you made it. Our baddie of the week doesn't make it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but we love you guys. We read yeah. all your like cute messages, and it, it means Super the world. Nice. So follow us on Instagram and send us cute DMs. It's at drinksafterwork <laughs> underscore. Follow us on and Wait, TikTok. 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 Drinks after work, no underscore. And if and, you're a girl. Oh, in the Boston area looking to make new friends or new new places to go, things to do. Restaurant you're looking reviews, for roommates. Roommates, all the above. Join our private Facebook group. It's linked in our Hoobie bio and our Instagram. We will see you baddies next week. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.